the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning, People's Baptist Church. And good morning to our guests and friends who have joined us for this live-streamed service, coming to you from the sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message is Lessons from the COVID-19 pandemic. Natural disasters are a tragic part of life on this planet. Every year, people around the world struggle to survive natural disasters like earthquakes, hurricanes, typhoons, tornadoes, wildfires, floods, volcanic eruptions, and the like, which have caused countless deaths, destruction of property, as well as physical and emotional suffering. No one will argue that 2020 was a miserable year. At least 207 natural disasters are recorded globally in the first six months of 2020. Most of them are weather-related, due largely to climate change, which some have been dismissing. From the most deadly virus ever known to mankind, to forest fires and locust swarms, 2020 has been a year that no one could have predicted or imagined. These natural disasters, and particularly COVID-19, have brought catastrophic results for millions across the world in 2020. It has now affected 191 countries in the world. Worldwide, there have been 93 million cases of COVID-19, and as of Thursday, 2 million deaths. In the United States, there have been 23 million cases and 395,000 deaths, and number, the numbers continue to increase daily. What a tragedy. It is almost impossible to describe the fear, the physical and emotional suffering, and the sorrow that two million families are experiencing many of them not having been able to even say goodbye to their loved ones. We may not have lost a loved one 
to COVID-19, but it has affected all of us in multiple ways. It's important then that as Christians we consider some of the lessons we should learn from the COVID-19 pandemic. First, we should cherish the gift of life. Human life is sacred. The Bible is absolutely clear that God is our creator. We are not an accident. God made us and has a purpose for our life. Listen to the words of King David in Psalm 139 and verse 16. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Our conception, our birth, every day of our life until we die was known by God and appointed by him. It is important also for us to remember that we have a limited number of years given to us to live on this planet. We were not designed to live here on this earth forever. The question then is, what are we going to do with the rest of the days that God has appointed for us? Let me mention three things that will help us to cherish life on this earth. One, we should not take the gift of life for granted. Embrace life as a gift that is precious and beautiful. James chapter 4, 13 and 14 says, Now listen to me, you that say, Today or tomorrow we will travel to a certain city where we will stay a year and go into business and make a lot of money. You don't even know what your life tomorrow will be. You are like a puff of smoke which appears for a moment and then disappears. Now, God is not against planning, but he is against presumption. God is against planning that does not factor him into the equation. God is against assuming that we will always have a tomorrow. What do we know about tomorrow? Very little. There is so much we don't know or control in this life. COVID-19 has brought that home to us in a very real and graphic way. It has interrupted our lives in ways we could not have imagined a year ago. There are many families, perhaps most families, could not celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas together because... We were discouraged from doing so by the scientists who did not want the virus to spread. And today we are seeing so many people who have caught the virus because they did not listen to what the scientists were recommending. Everything has changed for us. Thank God for technology which allowed some of us to see our, uh, our loved ones by Zoom or or to speak to them by, by telephone. COVID-19 ought to make us want to love and appreciate our families a little bit more passionately. 
It ought to remind us not to take the gift of life for granted. But two, we should learn to live in the moment. Proverbs 27 and verse 1, Never boast about tomorrow. You don't know what will happen between now and then. Since we don't know what tomorrow will bring, it is wise for us to live in the moment of today. One of the things that happen to us in times like this is our perspective changes. What seemed really important a year ago just don't seem very important today. I know people, and you know people, who spend their whole life preparing to live. They are thinking that when they finish their degree, when they get the job that they're hoping to get, or when they're able to buy a bigger house or a better car or get married, then their life will really start and it will be wonderful. But that's not the way life is. Is It is easy to get caught up in the rat race of chasing the American dream and miss the most important moment today. So don't just make a living, make a life. What you have is a 24-hour gift from, from God, and it is called today. There's a third way to cherish the gift of life, and that is we should share the gift of life with family and friends. Through the years, I have learned an important lesson, and that is I not only need God's promises and God's presence, but I also need God's people to be a part of my life. Seeing the images of COVID-19 patients dying in our hospitals and listening to healthcare professionals describing their experiences, I'm reminded that at the end of the day, it is not things, but relationships that really matter. How many of us carry a, a picture of our home or apartment or condo or car or bank or office in our, in our wallets? What are the pictures of that we carry? Children, grandchildren, spouses, parents, friends who mean the most to us. So here is the point. We were made by God for relationships. God designed not only our biological family, but also the church to be a spiritual family where each of us can enjoy or can experience the joy of a deep relationship in a Christ-centered, caring community of people. What a blessing it is for me to hear the joy expressed by members who join in our Sunday evening meetings by telephone for the past 39 weeks, just to hear them greeting one another and, and uh, speaking uh, to one another. I often get on a call without them knowing that I'm there so that I can get a sense of how they are responding to each other. You see, it is relationships in life that ultimately matters, not the stuff that we, we accumulate. That theme is woven throughout the pages of Scripture. First Peter chapter 1, 22, Peter says, You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. 
So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. One of the best ways in our church to enter into, into that kind of relationship is in a small Bible study group or a ministry group where you can get to know each other and relate to each other in, in a way that will enable um, them to feel comfortable. And that is taking place, thank God, uh, through the use of technology as uh, the different ministry groups meet virtually. Listen to the the words of King Solomon in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 and 10. Two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. And then my dream for People's Baptist Church is that every member, every person who comes into this family of believers should be able to say, I have a spiritual family, a handful of people in this church who know me, who love me, and who will be there for me in a time of hurt and whom I can run to for help on any occasion. Thank God there are many members in our church family who could give testimony of the impact that relationships have had on their spiritual journey. But the second lesson we should learn from COVID-19 is we should choose to live unselfishly. Death, suffering, fear, hunger are not the whole story coming out of this devastating virus called COVID-19. There are stories of, of courage and faith and people helping one another. Just looking at the internet, I saw where a group of volunteer pilots dubbed Angels in the Sky have been helping people in need across the country during the COVID-19 pandemic. They have flown about 400 flights in 15 states delivering vital protection gear to hospitals in Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey. They brought coronavirus test kits to Minnesota and delivered food, water, and clothes to Navajo communities. Students at one Georgia college launched the Love in Action program where students check on the mental health and well-being of older adults living in the area by calling them twice a week. Churches in Boston, including People's Baptist Church, have spent thousands of dollars helping people with food, rent, funeral expenses, and other needs since COVID-19 began. There are innumerable acts of kindness that have been performed to help people in need. Doctors and nurses in our hospitals have placed the welfare of their patients above their very own. Now Jesus spoke about this kind of love in John chapter 15, 12, and 13 when he said, This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. 
There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Part of what it means to be a Christian is to live unselfishly. We love others because we understand how much God has done for us and how he calls us to live in light of that love. The message of caring for others is central to the very fabric of the Christian faith. How well we sacrificially serve the vulnerable is one of the greatest indicators of how well we understand what Christ has done for us. At its most basic level, it means caring for others in their times of need. Proverbs 3 and 28 says, If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow, and then I'll help you. And in Acts chapter 20 and verse 35, the Apostle Paul says, By everything I did, I showed how you should work to help everyone who is weak. Remember that our Lord Jesus said, more blessings come from giving than from receiving. While everyone is good at talking in times of peace, moments of crisis define who we truly are and what we truly believe. As followers of Jesus Christ, the spirit of unselfishness and servanthood should not fade when COVID-19 crisis fades. Part of being unselfish and living for others is valuing them and seeing them as God sees them. This means that we have to temper our anger and disgust toward those politicians and leaders who fail the citizens they were elected to protect. I don't want to be political here, so I'll, I'll stay away from making any further comments about that. I thank God for so many of our members who have made the choice to be unselfish. I could mention the members of the Adela Clube Mission Society, the deacons' ministry, deaconesses, the men's fellowship, the hospitality ministry, the nurturing ministry, the bereavement ministry, and others in our church who serve unselfishly in the name of Jesus Christ. All of these people are examples of Christians who have chosen to live unselfishly by seeking to serve others. Now, one final lesson taught us by COVID-19 is we should build our security in our relationship with God. The good news today as our country battles COVID-19 is that God is still on his throne. The tragic event of the past week, the attempt to overthrow our government by insurrectionists spurred on by our president may have shaken the foundations of our democracy, but it has not shaken the foundations of heaven. We may not have all the answers. We may have questions about why God has allowed all we are witnessing to occur. But God is still God and is still in control of the events that we are witnessing right now. We can confidently declare with the psalmist in Psalm 20 and verse 7, Some nations boast of their chariots and horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord our God. 
Natural disasters and pandemics are a part of life in a fallen world. We were never promised that we will go through life without suffering. But we are promised that we don't have to go through suffering alone. Let the events of the past and present stimulate us to be intentional about our relationship with Jesus Christ. Let them stimulate us to spend more time in Christ's presence and to pray more earnestly and fervently for one another. Listen to David in Psalm 62 and verse 2, who obviously had an intimate relationship with God. David says, Truly God is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Natural disasters and man-made disasters simply expose the reality that we have been building our lives on the wrong foundation. There is no doubt that God is using COVID-19 and the attempted overthrow of our government to get our attention. They have caused us to ask questions that many of us were not asking two weeks ago. And that's a good thing. The great news is that God loves us unconditionally and is actively pursuing us so that we can accept his offer of eternal life and begin to experience his divine power at work in us and through us. Let me remind you that no matter what is happening in your life, God is still God. Regardless of what you may be encountering, God is still God. Although the storms in your life may be fierce, God is still God. Although your personal finances may be in a mess, although you may be in very poor health, God is still God. Although you may be limited in your opportunities, that your nights may be dark and lonely, you may have uh, faced great disappointments, some friends may have forsaken you, You may not understand all that is happening in your life or in your family, but God is still God. Although your situation may be discouraging, although your unpaid bills may be piling up, although you may be at the end of your rope, although you may have uh, lost uh, a good-paying job, although your body may be physically exhausted, Although you may have shed a lot of tears, God is still God. Although you may have made some wrong decisions, although you are weary uh, from your burdens, although there seems to be no way out of your dilemma, and although your prayers seem to go unanswered, God is still God and he will not let you down. He will stand by you if you trust him. And furthermore, don't forget that there is no problem which God cannot solve. There is no situation which God cannot change. There is no hardship which God cannot help you through. There is no sorrow that God cannot comfort. There is no burden that God cannot lift. There is no doubt that God cannot dissolve. There is no enemy that God cannot subdue. There is no hurt that God cannot heal then there is no storm that God cannot calm. For he has all power, unlimited power, immeasurable power, eternal power, supernatural power. And because of that, 
today we can raise a question to him. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know, praise God, he watches me. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 10.30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.